Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight, and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today's podcast episode will probably be short and sweet, but hopefully a powerful one. I wanted to give you some advice that I got directly from a client of mine um, who had gone through heroin recovery. And she recently reached out to me about some life events she had had. We worked together years ago and she's doing great with recovery, but she had some questions about nutrition that she reached out to me. But she mentioned something that I thought was really powerful that I wanted to share here today. Because she'll follow people in the Facebook group and stuff like that. We have a Facebook group in our community. And she said it was interesting. I think bulimia recovery was helpful for me because I had gone through heroin addiction. And she said the interesting thing about heroin addiction is that there was no messing around. Like if you didn't, if you didn't quit, you were likely to die. It was very serious and you had to stop. And stopping heroin was a whole lifestyle change. It was not something that you just Um, did on a whim you took it very seriously and you had to go full into it and each second was hard there I remember her telling me one time that she had to take it minute by minute she couldn't think of going her whole life without heroin she had to think of going minute by minute second by second of staying sober in the very beginning and detoxing and of course in bulimia recovery You aren't going to immediately die if you're using behaviors, but there is seriousness to it. Of course, um, people do die from eating disorders. It's one of the most deadly mental disorders ever. And um, there is seriousness to it. But I feel like because sometimes the consequences aren't right in front of us, we humans work much better with immediate gratification or immediate consequences of doing things. Therefore, we're able, able to just keep on engaging. But she said, what helps me in bulimia recovery was being serious that I am all in and making the commitment to just do whatever it took to recover. No more questioning it, no more going back and forth, just being all into we're not purging anymore, we're not doing this anymore, we are signed up and committed. And ever since she said that to me, I've thought a lot about what it means to make a lifestyle change. Like that sounds vague, but it it hit home for me. And I think that over time, especially when you really resign to the fact that I need to recover, you start to think about who am I going to be without bulimia? What is my identity now? Who is the person that recovers from bulimia? Who's the person who no longer binges and purges? A lot of my clients, I'd say about half of them stop binging and purging at the same time. The other half of them stop purging first, and then the binging slowly goes down and decreases in frequency and intensity till that stops too. But the people that stop purging what they usually do is tell themselves things like, we don't do that anymore. That's not who we are me anymore. We do not purge anymore, even when they really want to. There's this subtle shift that happens in them where they they adopt this idea that that is not who we are. We don't do this anymore. This is not a piece of us. We no longer are the person who does this. We're someone else. We're someone who maybe has the urge to purge, but doesn't engage in it because we know it's not what we want our future selves to be. With bulimia recovery, I think it's far more important to think about not necessarily the immediate consequences. I don't want you to fear monger yourself, but to think about the the possible rewards and possible amazing outcomes of your life if you were to adopt the identity of I'm no longer this bulimic person. I never do these things anymore. 
it's it's a reason why I don't use the term bulimic very often. You'll you hear me say bulimia all the time or someone who struggles with bulimia, but I'm careful not to identify people as bulimic, even though, of course, it's medical term, right? Uh, but the reason I don't do that is because I really want them to see that you are not inherently someone with an eating, you're not inherently an eating disorder, you are not bulimic, you are someone who struggles with these things, and you can learn how to not struggle with them anymore. It is not part of your identity, even though it feels like it is. And to some degree, of course, you know, I bulimia will always be a part of my identity too. It's someone something I used to struggle with, but I don't feel like that person anymore. And I feel like the risk of me going back as long as I take care of myself is very, very low. And that's kind of the shift you need to make and understanding who you'd be without it is crucial to making that identity shift. But um, I do think what the advice my client gave of you need to be all in is a very serious one. And she said, that's what helped me most in my recovery is just no going back. We're in it. We're doing it committed, fully, fully ready to do it. And I think what made her make that commitment is realizing how much bulimia was holding her back and realizing how much she just needed to get done with it and be over it. It seemed like she during that time in her life, she had so many things coming up. She was moving. I think they were planning on getting married. I knew she wanted to have kids someday. She had this, all these things in front of her that she wanted to change. And she couldn't see bulimia being a part of that life anymore. And she also had the, the recognition of what heroin recovery did for her and how she could overcome that. And bulimia was the next step in, in that recovery journey for her. So for you, even though I know hopefully this is making sense, for you struggling with your eating disorder out there, if it's too much for you to go all in and fully commit to recovery and change your identity, I just want to ask you the simple question of why and be specific. Think about what are the reasons why it's hard for you to let go? What are the reasons why it's hard for you to become that person who never purchases anymore, who never engages in these behaviors anymore? Why is it hard for you to maybe consider the identity of someone who isn't struggling with bulimia? Why is it hard for you to understand or, or to consider who you might be without it? Is it because you just don't understand, you don't know? Or is it because you think it's not possible for you? What are your resistances? But I do believe that that is a big piece of what's usually holding people back as they, again, think that bulimia is benefiting them somehow. They think that it's all they're capable of. They think that it's all it's going to be. And again, I mean, maybe the theme of all these podcasts this month is going to be your life is much bigger. There's much more out there for you than bulimia. Bulimia is keeping your life very, very small. And the more you can expand out of it, the bigger you'll see why it's important just to go all in on recovery because it really does open your life up in wild ways, teaches you a lot, no matter what age you are. Um, this person I was talking to obviously was in her 30s. I'm in my uh, late 20s. But I hear sometimes people think when they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, that there's no life ahead of them. And what do they have to live for? Bulimia is the only thing that is offering them something. That's not true. I'm, I'm rewatching uh, Grace and Frankie on Netflix with, um, what's her name? Jane Fonda. And I forget the other actress's name, but it's, it's a hilarious show, right? About two um, women whose husbands divorced them to be with each other and because they're in love with each other. But these women in their 70s or 80s keep doing all these wild, crazy adventures. And I think it's such a great show and gives me a lot of hope because no matter what age you are, you can always reinvent yourself. You can always restart things. And I know I sound like some fresh, young, 27-year-old chicken when I say that, but I truly, truly believe that. And I hope when I'm 80, I'll be doing those things. But if you are someone who is middle-aged or older... Do not use the cover that, well, I'm already, I'm too old to learn new things. 
because that is not true. You have so much life ahead of you to live. You can do so many new things and you can reinvent yourself at that age. It does not matter. You can reinvent yourself every single day if you want to. And I think it's really powerful. Also, if you're resistant to letting go of bulimia, because it just feels scary. Someone was talking about this on the group coaching call today or yesterday. She's at the end of her recovery. I feel like she's really getting into making new friends, being with new people, becoming this new person. And she talked about how it's uncomfortable though. Like there's a newfound anxiety with that. And binging and purging felt familiar to her at the very least. Like at least she knows what to expect there. But this new thing, even though she wants to have more friends, she wants to have all these new experiences, it's coming with its own unique stress. And I think people make that mean that something's wrong, that once you reach where you're supposed to go, that you should feel completely fine. But I found as I age that that's not necessarily the case. Anything new I do, even though even if I've been dreaming about it for years and I finally achieve it, it's usually not a pleasant experience. It's usually very scary and overwhelming and kind of doesn't make sense. There's this cognitive dissonance that happens and you get anxious about it. There's this imposter syndrome. So of course, when you're trying to recover from bulimia, you experience major imposter syndrome. So who do you think you are? You're, this is who you are. You're someone who struggles with the eating disorder. You cannot just move on from that. And it feels because you have those feelings, you think this means I should stop. This means something's wrong. It's just your brain doing what it does. Your brain loves things that are familiar. It loves to stay the same. And it wants to keep your same identity. To reinvent yourself, to go all in on bulimia recovery means you have to go through a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of cognitive dissonance, and a lot of discomfort from all the changes that accompany it. But it doesn't mean that something's wrong. Sometimes it means that you're going through a lot of growth. I don't want to be that person that's always like, tough love. And if you don't feel pain, no pain, no gain. That's BS too. But I often find that when you are uncomfortable in your life, it means you're going through probably a growth phase. And if there's no discomfort in your life, maybe you need to switch things up a little bit. Maybe things are too comfortable. I do believe there's such a such a thing as being too comfortable with, with stuff. And that keeps you kind of stagnant. And of course, we don't want toxic growth here. We don't always be growing, but we do want to push ourselves a little bit. And believe me, recovery might be the perfect thing to push you, even though it's scary as hell. So advice from a heroine. A former heroin addict, go all in and figure out what it's going to take you to go all in and make that change. And it's March, so things are, are warming up a little bit, thank goodness. Going out more outside, there's more sunshine and stuff like that. But I hope you guys have a good weekend. I hope you do something that um, challenges who you think you are. I hope that that happens for you this weekend. I hope you challenge your identity a bit and you show yourself that it's possible for you to go all in with bulimia today and that you don't need more information. You don't need to change. Uh, you don't need to do anything drastic. You need to just do it, right? To take action and just go all in and see what happens. A lot of times we think we need more information. We need to, to change something. We need to be more prepared. We need to be more ready. That's not always the case. Sometimes you just got to go full in. You got to take that leap of faith and do it. And uh, never give up on yourself, my friend. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, check out my website at bingebreakers.com. It has free courses, awesome group coaching, and private coaching available to you right now.